Welcome to Girl Power. We are the Bad and Bougie Boss Ladies on a phenomenal journey to help you discover your power, passion, and purpose at the convergence of love, romance, and finance. I'm your host, Kisi Monique, along with my co-host, Kertisha, Cherie, and Christian. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time for a half hour of girl power, empowered to be her. Be sure to subscribe, like, and share. Welcome to Girl Power. I'm your host, Kesey Monique, authoress, speaker, coach to women, mentor, and entrepreneur. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Tumblr at I am Kesey Monique. And I am your co-host, Christian Ferguson, human resource professional and entrepreneur. And you can connect with me on Facebook and LinkedIn. I am your co-host, Kertisha Holmes, founder and CEO of Queen Diva Boutique. Connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We are excited because we are really working hard to get the message to everyone about building your confidence. This week, we are on resilience. It is your superpower. But before we get into the message, I have something that I want to share with you all. I have a book called How to Touch the Soul of a Black Woman. I have a new release date. Initially, it was December 31st, but I changed the date due to the holiday season. But it will be released on April 22nd, 2023. So pre-order sales will be coming up very soon. By purchasing this book, your support will help my program, Junior Professionals with Creative Abilities. This program is geared towards helping youth and young adults from eighth grade through age 22. To find out more on Junior Professionals with Creative Abilities, please visit www.juniorprofessionals.org. To find out more information on sponsorships, please visit our page on Eventbrite. The link will be in the description box. This week, Kertisha will take the lead. (laughs) Thank you, Miss Keith. Thank you for putting me out there. As I said last week, this is out of my comfort zone, but I am being resilient. My topic is about being comfortable with failing. It's okay. It's okay to fail, even though we believe it's not, that we're actually okay with. You have to be okay with being okay with failing. That's that's how I look at everything. And with that, let me give you a little feedback on it. Even though failure is truly unpleasant, the only true failure is the one that you accept. Every time you decide to try it again, you defeat failure. Every time you are able to learn from it, you defeat failure. You have to understand that it is an opportunity to learn. Ask yourself about the last time you thought you failed at something. Was it a date? Was it a job? An interview for a job? A business? What is it that you failed? Maybe you can learn from it. Take a moment to think about it. Be honest with yourself. Ask yourself, what can you do differently next time? What are your plans in the even the next time is not the best time? How can you prepare for it? This will ensure that you can implement proper strategies in your next set of plans to ensure that these things do not happen again. One of the greatest lessons you can learn is how to fail gracefully. 
This way you get to learn necessary lessons to boost your ability to innovate. Disappointment does not always happen to a selected few. No one is exempt from going through something. Everyone will make mistakes in this life. If you are going to be successful at anything, you should learn to take responsibilities for your actions, both good and bad. Allow yourself to take responsibility for your actions and give yourself time to rectify your mistake. You can lead through failure. Your focus should be making sure that you learn your lesson and fall forward, not backward. Falling forward is falling into grace. Falling backwards is choosing to live in grief. If you fail to learn from past mistakes and repeat them over and over again, you are choosing to live in grief. Grief and grace cannot live in the same space. That's powerful. Amen. That is powerful. And it's true. It's true. I'm, you, I'm going through resilience right now. And have you ever tried to live with grief and grace? It's a struggle. It's a huge struggle because both of those are alpha forces fighting against one another. You got grief on one side saying, oh, yes, I want you to stay here. And then you got grace saying, uh-uh, we got things to look forward to tomorrow now and tomorrow and grief doesn't want us to move out of that space that's powerful mm-hmm. you can compare it to like i i don't compare it to um a recent a recent thing that a recent part of life i'm not gonna say thing a recent part of life has happened i'm currently in school and um last month i lost my first cousin and not even a week I lost my second mom and I grew up in the home with my second mom. She, she loved me like she gave birth to me. I can say that. That's beautiful. Like my children called her grandmother. I called her mom. The night of my cousin's wake, I went to view his body. And then I got the phone call about her. I was at her home. I got to give my, my last respects to her. I was able to hold her and give her a kiss to say goodbye but through all of that I still was able to finish my classes Mm -hmm. because I knew that even though I was grieving and I'm currently still grieving for her that I have a goal I have to reach Mm -hmm. so I said I can't give up absolutely and I just gotta keep going and I'm not gonna act like I don't have my moment I had a moment today in the car Mm -hmm. but that's just an example of being resilient Yes. Like, there's no way. I could have said, no, I'm not finishing this. Oh, well, I'm done with school. But mm-hmm. I said, no, I set a goal. Mm-hmm. And plus, I didn't want her to come back fussing at me in my dreams saying, girl, you done lost your mind. Cause she mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you sound like me when I was in my undergrad. Um, I lost four people in less than a year. First, it was Keisha's dad, her biological dad. Uh, We lost him to a brutal murder in Atlanta, Georgia. And then we buried him the day Katrina made landfall. So I have really bounced back great from that because I used to be very sad around the time of the anniversary of Katrina. And and it's also Michael Jackson's birthday. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Had to throw that in there. Look, are we related? (laughs) Look, I have to tell my daughter that's her uncle's birthday. Oh, Lord. See, don't y'all start with the Michael Jackson thing because my aunt, my great aunt used to always, uh, oh, Michael Jackson, you would think he lived next door. Yes, honey. We were family. And she was 
so distraught. Mike is the legend. But then December 30th, we lost Cherie's mother. Uh-huh. And that, 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 I, that was hard. I got three beautiful years with her. And I, I didn't know her, know her until I came to live in Georgia in 02. And she demanded that I come to see her. And she was just like, I have got to know who you are because I didn't get to know you as a child, but I'm going to get to know you as an adult. And I went over there and I was so thankful that I did. It was just a beautiful three years. And when I say she was my inspiration, I mean, because she was in a wheelchair. She was um, injured in a car accident back in 87, I think it was, on the causeway going on um, St. Simon's Island. She was hit by a drunk driver. And so it was a lot of stuff going on at that time. And she couldn't go to get the rehabilitation that she needed so that she could walk again. So she was in a wheelchair. But baby, let me tell you, she was not no ordinary person in no wheelchair because that thing kept that hair done, kept them nails done, dressed nice. I mean, she was on point. Five days prior, I got a call from my dad giving me the spew of he wanted to ask for forgiveness and all these things that he should have done for me, but he didn't. Things that he blatantly chose not to do, which was provide basic needs for me, along with, you know, other life's rewards and things like that. And I broke down crying because number one, you called me on Christmas with this. And two, I was very, I thought it was very selfish. I hated the way he did that. Now, we can't control the way a person apologizes, but I was more angry at the fact that he was telling me that he was dying. And for years, I pleaded with him to be my dad, to just be my dad. Let's have a father-daughter relationship. Let's go get donuts and chocolate milk. That was just my all-time favorite. And he would say, okay, yeah, we can do that. And it would never happen. I remember him saying all those things. That June, he passed away, June 3rd, 2006. A month later, I lost my grandmother, all while in undergrad. And I moved from Georgia back to California. And in the process, I was trying to get a job with the County of Los Angeles. And it was just a whole bunch going on. It was just a lot. And not even, I think nine or 10 months later, I lost my aunt and I had to, I still had to press on. I had to keep going. And I was like, God, why is all this happening right now? Like, it's almost like you just want to say, can we schedule a time for death to come? Well, it is on a schedule. We just don't know when it's coming. But, you know, for us that that's still here. It's not our schedule. Right. It would be nice to say, you know, Death, can you come when I'm about 179 years old? (laughs) Right. Can you let the uh, the people we love be here for another 200 years? Like, could you just not bother them right now? You know, make it so much easier. Right. Like, okay, they were old. It was time for them to go, you know. But when we see people who, you know, are alive and lively, we want to keep them here with us, you know, and we don't want any hurt or harm to come to them, no matter how much we get upset with them or, you know, hate something that they've done here or there or whatever. Well, listening to this message by Bishop Jakes, he talked about a heart full of grief and a horn full of oil. So if you want to hear that message, 
Look it up on YouTube. That's the title of it. Heart full of grief and a horn full of oil. I'm just going to tell you, you, you ain't ready for that if, if you ain't been through nothing. So when you face a problem, it's important that you solve it quickly. So in my case with my dad, it was not solved quickly. The problem is he drugged this thing on for years and years and years up to the point where he was dying and there was no way to make amends. The only thing that we could do is talk over the phone because there was no FaceTime and he did not have technology like that where he could do, um, what do you call that with the, the webcam? He didn't have any of that. The worst thing that you can do when a problem arises is to ignore it or sweep it under under the carpet. That's pretty much what he did. But I'll say this, if you get the chance to fix it, please fix it. Because what happens is you cause people to lose trust in you and they will lose respect for you. And in the course of this life, you will cause them to pull away from you. And like I told one young lady, it's like you, you're you wearing a cloak of foul odor. Nobody can see it. Nobody can smell really anything, but it makes them not want to be around you. And they toot their nose up at you like, oof, I can't stand to be around her, you know. And it's really like you're wearing a foul odor. If you've offended someone, the best course of action is to quickly apologize, mean it from the very best part of your heart, grow from it, and move on. You want to address your failures. Yes, in order for resiliency to be your superpower, you have to address the issues. So, and that my topic is moving on and that would be my topic for today because life does go on despite your failures right you you remember the song bag lady by erica badu oh yes bag yes, lady you gonna miss your bus you, my song. you oh. can't hurry up because you got too much stuff so yeah, that used to be my anthem Baby, listen, she talks about the different ladies. So, mm -hmm. you got the garbage bag lady. That's the poor lady. Then you got the grocery bag lady, the middle class mm -hmm. lady. Don't forget the Gucci bag lady. That's the rich. Ooh, they used to be me. That's the, that's the rich chick. That's the chick that's living down her means. That's it. And then you got the paper sack lady. She's a drinker. Mm -hmm. Then you got the nickel bag lady. That's the weed smokers. That was me. What about the booty bag ladies? You know, some women have packed their bag to go, you know, from man to man to man. And, you know, so she's talking about the promiscuous women. Mm -hmm. And then you got the baby bag lady. So that's the mothers. All them little babies. That's us. <laughs> That's the mother. All little babies. Bring your yep. babies. And then you got the book bag lady. That's the students. Mm -hmm. Then you got your Ziploc bag lady. So that's your hustler and your weed slanger. But most of all, basically, she's talking about letting go of your past. And in addressing your failures and quickly apologizing, sometimes you got to apologize to yourself. And you still have to bounce back 
because sometimes you're the reason why a problem may exist. Okay, so your parents may have opened the door, but you may have kept it open. See what I'm saying? So there's a part of the Bible. I I love Ephesians because it talks about in Ephesians 4 and 26 that we can be angry, but don't sin. So don't fall into these things. If collateral damages are done in the process, the best thing you can do is to apologize and work to restore mutual trust. And sometimes that even includes yourself. Sometimes we do collateral damage to ourselves. We sabotage. We are afraid to love because we left doors open. We blame the other person instead of fixing it. So yeah, you got to apologize to yourself. And then further, it says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. And this is literally a command. And it also means don't unpack your emotions and live right there. Just refer back to what I said about the song, Bag Lady. And that brings us to the topic that I mentioned earlier of moving on. When you fall it's important that you don't unpack your bags and live there. You need to deal with your emotions because they're yours. Mm-hmm. And you need to nurture them. Mm-hmm. You really need to nurture those emotions. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been in situations where I've had failures and I just, I felt like the lowest of low mm-hmm. to the point where I was ashamed. And in my shamefulness, I couldn't forgive myself. Mm-hmm let alone having someone else forgive me. And you don't want to live there. You want to, like you guys were saying earlier, you have to accept responsibility and and take ownership of the part that you play in whatever your failure is. And you have to dust yourself off. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because failure is a part of life. Mm -hmm. Bottom line, we can't succeed at everything. And we're all... There's always going to be, you're not going to always hit that mark. But you can't let it stop you and you can't live in that moment. You can't keep living there. You have to take ownership for it, forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. If it requires, you know, or if you can get, whoever, if it's somebody, you, you know, something that you've done to someone else. Right. Hopefully they will forgive you. But if not, you forgive you and you move on. Exactly. And when you have to go to someone else, I have this thing and, you know, Christian, you know, the scenario almost perfectly between my mother and I. (laughs) I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. (laughs) I'm sorry. You're talking about my mother and you? (laughs) Yes, your mother, because she is officially yours now. But I have this thing that you can ask a person for forgiveness, but you have to work to get back in their good graces if you really want to be a part of their life. And you have to come on their terms and their time because you're ready today doesn't necessarily mean they're ready, especially when all that collateral damage has been done. Christian, yes, ma'am. She don't stay your mama. She's not taking her back. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that right now. <laughs> You're like, just settle on in. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy yes. birthday. Happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> Happy Chinese New Year. All of the above. <laughs> no, but to be honest, I can relate to her mm-hmm. on some level of her mom, but... I was the I was the damaged kid on both ends of the barrow, mm-hmm. 
and they expected me to say it was okay, and then I found my voice. Yes. When I first found my voice, I was a, I was a, I was a wrecking ball. I didn't care who feelings was hurt. I didn't care who toes I stepped on. I didn't care if you didn't want to ever speak to me in life. I was okay with it from both ends. And then I became a mother myself. And I learned I had to heal in order to raise my children properly. Right. But see, the difference between me and my wonderful cousin is I dug the ditch. I bust the wound open. She did. And I admire you. (laughs) I think I hurt them more with me going in full blade Mm -hmm. versus that's what happened. I'm sorry that happened to you. It was more of, y'all punished me because y'all was stupid. Right. Girl, I've been there. And see, I have... I've been that person. I I have not opened the wound to that degree because my mother has not matured to that level. It's always... Right. It's always, well, that's the past. Well, let's just let the past be the past. And I've taught my kids this one principle. When you run from dealing with what you did in the past, it's going to haunt you. It's never going to just be the past until you deal with it. You have to deal with it. Once you deal with it, guess what? You are no longer subjected to that. You are not the past. You are not living there anymore because you've dealt with it. But have you ever noticed when you don't deal with something in the past, it keeps coming up, it keeps coming up, it keeps coming up? It's because it ain't been dealt with. Yes. That's true. That's true. It ain't been dealt with. Very, very true. That is very true. Once it's been dealt with, then you can say, you know what? That is a thing of the past and (laughs) I don't live there anymore. Yeah. my, My parents had to face what they did because when I became a mom, it's how strong and resilient I was at being a mom. Mm-hmm. And it was because I didn't want to make the mistakes they and did. Right. Like, Man, I, wasn't pre- I wasn't prepared to be a mom. Who prepares? I mean, I nobody, nobody prepared. I don't care what them folks say. There is no Listen. foolproof prep. <laughs> It is not. Look, but <laughs> I look. I am fifty five. My my daughter is eleven. <laughs> that says a whole lot, right? And it, that in and of itself says a whole lot. And that but is my matters. princess. I kept that is that is my princess. Omg. <laughs> but I seriously, I kept waiting to be ready. I was like, yeah. I want to have my finances together. I want to have this together. I want to be married. I want to be this. I want to be that. Listen, if you waiting on all of that to fall, that ain't never going to happen. Yeah. It ain't and it's true. Right time. It's true. But they look at, like, my mom made a comment one day. She was fussing at somebody's kid. And I said, stop fussing at the people's children. You can't tell people how to raise their kids. And she said, I told you. And I, I started laughing. I said, you told me how to do what? She was like, raise your kids. I said, stop lying to yourself. You ain't even raised me and walked off. So, <laughs> so my parents, they, they didn't have a choice but to face reality. Like, wait a minute. She is not taking this like we thought she would. Right. If they come at me with something about growing up, I go, hey, you're telling me this why I'm 40-something years old, so I'm grown at this point. 
what are you trying to tell me? Right, right. What exactly is the point of this conversation? Right. Yeah. But I I so admire your tenacity with that because I haven't gotten there. And it's not because I don't want to. There's another party involved. And I know that party is not ready. Yeah. And I get it. I promise you I understand. Mm, I get it too. I do. I get it. That's why I'm like, okay, she's my mom. <laughs> she grows up. When she, yeah. when she grows up, she'll be your mom. Maybe. I'm working on her though. I'm working on you, her. You're stuck with her. Maybe. No, I'm working on her. Maybe. On her. I, I, if you can see me, you're getting a thumbs up right now. <laughs> but anyway, so... Back to the actual subject, though. She want to change the subject. You're not to live in that defeat. You're not to live in that defeat. Nor are you to compromise your standards. Absolutely. Just because you failed, you know, or didn't meet the mark, that does not mean that you have to change your direction. That just means you try that again. We're going to try it again until we get it right. Mm Mm-hmm. You have to keep pressing on until you succeed because mm-hmm. failure is not an option. That should never be an option. Yeah. My That's grandma right. and my grand my grandparents used to tell me, Don't nothing be to fail but a try all day long. Yeah, you defeat And that as long failure. as you try, as long as you try, you ain't failing. So it takes me back to what I said last week. Remember Keith? Yes. We got to stay on our own road. Yes. Stop trying to jump over there. I can't get on Christian Road and do what I need to do. Exactly. That's her road. That's Christian Boulevard. Yeah. Because my plan not going to fit in with her plan over there. Yeah. That, that's none of my business. You won't curtail your even place. Even if she had again Christian Boulevard. Christian Boulevard. Yeah. Even if you invite me over there to hang out with you, I'm only supposed to hang out. Right. I'm not supposed to be on your road trying to live my life right. and do my business. Unpacking and, girl, I'm moving yeah. in on your road. That's yeah, not going to work. Do that. That's not going to work. She on, she on <laughs> Kertisha Place. I'm on Kesey Lane. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know the Holy Spirit going to tell me? Kertisha Place. That's right. Because you know the Holy Spirit going to tell me when I get over there and start unpacking all my stuff on your road. So this is what we doing again. So then, you you didn't learn the last time, huh? You didn't learn the last time. Yeah, that's exactly what he gonna say. All right, move in. You'll be back over there in Kertisha Place. I'll be over there waiting on you. Come back home. Wait right over here. Exactly. Exactly. But you also have to realize that with more competence, you have more confidence. Yes. So more. The more you try and, you know, the, even if you're failing, the more you keep trying it, every time you try, it's going to get better. And you're going to you, keep you defeating that failure. You know, each time you're figuring out a new part yes. of why it failed the first time. Exactly. So whatever happens, you just have to remember that what is important is to keep your eye on the ultimate prize. You just have to keep visualizing and, and you know what I mean? Because... Yes. I used to go, my mom and my cousins, and we all used to be a part of, um, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar. I know you are, Keith, uh, Crenshaw Christian Center with Fred Price. Yes, Jesus. And even though he ain't my favorite minister. <laughs> but 
I've heard him speak. However, the one thing that I do believe that he's always said is that you have to be in your faith. Yes. Uh Speak it into existence. Yes. And you have to keep that focus. Yes. You just, you have to keep that focus. Because, you know, being consumed by failures can deactivate your brain's motivational centers. Did you guys know that? Yes. Being consumed by all your failures can deactivate your motivational centers. Yes. It can and put brain. you in a negative place. Mm-hmm. You'll be in a in your negative brain. place. Yes. It'll keep you. It'll keep you locked in that negative spot. That goes back to grief and grace fighting. Uh-huh. Because mm-hmm. grief is saying, stay in this negative space. Remember, remember that person did this or remember, you know, all the good times and they're no longer here. Oh, you know, and you, right. you're just, you're just, stuck. you're just holding on to your past. Yes. You're holding on to your past. And yes. that's another thing, you know, you can't, if you're holding on to your past, how can you have a hand open for your future? Right. Exactly. Because there's, there's not going to be any space for it. Right. It's not yeah, going to be right. any space. Right. You can't drive forward if you steady looking in your rearview mirror. How right. you going to do that? Right. Gonna I've tried it. Stuff, yeah. I've so tried it. Keep running into stuff. I've tried yeah. it. It don't work. Nope. It does not work. And so I mean, I literally tried it. <laughs> you have to change the way you tell your story. You have to change. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And, and you have to be in your truth. Yes. Yes. And you have to fix your mindset. Right. You totally have to fix your mindset. Yes. Yes. People don't understand that you could be like all three of us could be holding a conversation. Mm-hmm. And all it takes is one person to say, girl, you remember when we used to go out there and fight all the time? I could be standing there looking at you with the side eye like, why is you bringing that up now? Mm-hmm. Why are you still living there? Mm-hmm. Right. Christy didn't know we used to fight all the time, but now she's looking at us like, what kind of friends I got? <laughs> we gonna be fighting everywhere we go? Right. Because it's you like, still stuck in the past. You still you you reminiscing about when we used to fight in school or whenever we had to fight. Right. And we over here, me and Christian over here talking about building a multi-million dollar business. You talking about what I used to fight. Right. Hold on. We know you're exactly. not a part of the circle. You, you we need to dismiss you. Honey, your time is up. Yeah, it's like, time to go. Like, okay, well now that's that's a conversation that we need to have later. Right. <laughs> And, yeah, and, right, and as of right and now, honey, I'm frozen now in place. And honey, right now, your time is up. It's time for you to go. You are dismissed from right. this meeting. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, but you you frozen. You stuck. Like now, how do I redeem myself? Right. And get, what she just said to to this nice young lady she just met. And get past Girl, this moment. All the time. Right. And you hoping and praying that. Oh God, I hope she do not bring this up to me later. Exactly. Like you know, and God forbid I've seen it happen. And God forbid if she's the one who may be getting ready to invest a multi million dollar, you know, budget into your ordeal, you know? Exactly. And you sitting at the table looking at the, the girl you used to fight with, like I wanna fight you. Right now. <laughs> But you know, some people can't handle that mindset change. They can't. That's why we always hear people say, when you start growing and advancing, everybody can't go with you. Yes. You can't take everybody with you. Not yes. at all. That is Not the one thing. Leave them. 
That's the one thing. You gotta learn how to cut bait. That is the one thing Cherie used to say to me all the time, cousin, they can't go with you. They can't. Exactly. When I had the last podcast, the pink out, we were doing so well. I mean, we were getting download after download. I mean, the numbers were going up. We were doing well until one of the young ladies did something that was very inappropriate and I had to dismiss her. It was it was a no-brainer. I wasn't finna think about it. I forgave her, but I couldn't trust her anymore. Trust was breached. And had the person who received the information from her not said anything to me, I would have still been in the dark about the whole situation. But the worst thing you can do to me is breach my trust. I'm going to forgive you because that's for me. Because I'm not going to live in that space hoping and wishing and praying you're suffering like me when you're out there going on. So I'm going to be free too because that's what I need to do so I can get on with my life and so that my sins will be forgiven as well. Right. However, breaching my trust will absolutely get you shut out. I just have no tolerance for it no more. And when this young lady tried to argue with me about the scenario and then she was like well it just seems like it's just going to keep being a problem I said yes it's going to be a problem because you will not acknowledge what you did and you won't acknowledge that what you did was wrong because if it happened to you you would be upset and then there were other things that went on like we were supposed to meet at a certain time on our recording days and I'm left waiting and waiting and waiting so when I closed down the pink out, I was determined that when I make my comeback, if my group wasn't ready, I was going on. So that's why we have some recordings with just me. And it's not because these young, my young ladies that's on tonight are not ready. It's just life has been happening for them. And the fact that they've communicated these things to me, I've been able to press on. But had I had another group of people who didn't communicate like the other ones weren't communicating, I would have had to make a move. You know, and I just didn't want that this time. So I really appreciate you all. And I'm like really thankful for you all. But I had to forgive quick. I had to forgive myself because after they decided that they were not going to show up on time and I'm waiting dang near an hour and sometimes almost two hours for them to get on so we can record. Now, once they got on to record, we had a great time. There was plenty of laughter, joking, like it was, it was a cohesive moment. And after we recorded, we would digress and talk about different things and we would still laugh. And then we would be on the phone for probably another hour, just laughing, laughing, laughing. But it was work trying to get them to get on on time. So it was just like, I didn't want that this time. And so I I really thank God for you too. And for Cherie as well, because I know she's coming back, but she's dealing with a lot as well. But I'm thankful for y'all in the maturity level and and the cohesiveness, the partnership. I I love it. I love it. I do too. And I'm so thankful that you've involved me in this project. Yay! I can tell you from her first podcast, me listening. I was supposed to be on the first podcast. Let me let me just let y'all know that. Yes, she was. 
<laughs> I came back. I prayed about it and I prayed about it. Christian, I have this thing. If I haven't met you in person, so this says a lot. I'm real iffy. I'm very iffy. And that comes from my discerned spirit. Like, I need to talk to you before I try to do business with you. It's just something about that. And none of the ladies from the the first podcast were available to just do a meet and greet so we could we could just see how we vibe a, right. a little bit. Right. Yeah. It was just like, oh, they were too busy or oh, they couldn't do this. They couldn't do that. So when she came back and said, cuz I want to do another podcast, would you participate? I said to her, <laughs> I would do my best. I would do my best because I don't want to say yes and then I can't show up when you need me to. Mm-hmm. But I will do my best. I said, but you got to make a promise. And she said, what is that? I said, even if we do not show up, you still record. Mm-hmm. I said, because this is your baby. This is your this is your baby. So even if it's just you, record. Yeah, exactly. And I, I 100% wholeheartedly feel the same way. Yes, but I have enjoyed talking to you. Even though we've mm-hmm. never met in person, we have a great vibe. So oh, yeah, I feel definitely. like we would. We would get along great together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. definitely, definitely. Now she 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 met one other person over the phone. I ain't gonna say no names, but you you know the other person, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, "Um, yeah, that's on you. I'm gonna let that go." <laughs> Nope, I'm good. And then she was like, uh-uh. And so when I came back, I said, cuz, you know what? I had to cut the cord. She said, I I knew it. I had to just let you go through it. But I knew something wasn't right. It just wasn't right. You know, and I had I had to forgive that person. I had to forgive myself because that, that door should have been closed years ago. There is no way we should have gone all this time with the behavior and the way I was treated in that Right. Sister, alleged sisterhood, sistership, or whatever you want to call it, there's no way that I should have stayed in it that long. Right. You know, you was her friend. I was you, her friend. Yeah, yeah she she, she just wasn't. Exactly. She, yeah, she wasn't returning the friendship back. And I learned that in one phone call. I was like, why is she friends with her? This ain't her friend. Right. Okay, well, that's her friend. <laughs> and that's how I said it to her. <laughs> and I was like, that's your friend. <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and she was like when she would talk to me about your friend your friend your friend like she would put emphasis on your friend and I'm like okay yep yep she's my friend and I'm like really she's not my friend and you know my husband said he said it just seems like she just want to be more important than she really is yeah, so, you know, you have to also think about, you know, you guys were friends for a great while, and sometimes it's really hard to accept. It was. That it really was it's not being reciprocated. It was it really right. Hard. It really and I, was. I got it. I got it because I had a friendship like that, and mm-hmm. I was like, eventually, I stopped and was like, wait a minute, I'm her friend. What? What? I need a friend. Right. right. <laughs> when I'm gonna get the car on your shoulder? I'm gonna call you if I need you. Yes. But, when, when, when do I get to cry on your like shoulder? That. When do I get to say, you know, friend, let's go out to eat because I really just need this moment. You know, when yeah. do I get to do that? But 
I was yeah. never, well, I ain't gonna say never because we have gone out to eat. But when I was back home, this last time I was home for four years, we hadn't gone out one time. It was about all the other people in her life. So, you know, I said because to you God. you weren't trying to keep up with the Joneses. I told you that. Well, listen, honey. I'm like Sean Puffy Combs. They trying to keep up with the Coneses. <laughs> so I'm going to leave the Joneses where they at. I mean, I ain't trying to keep up with the Coneses either, but just being yeah. funny. But anyways, you know, I I I got to that point and I was like, you know what? It's a done deal. And you just gotta let it go. Yeah, I let it go. Mm-hmm. And her birthday came last year and it was, oh, everybody's still celebrating me. Like, let me rub this in your face. And I was like, you know what? Deuces, dog. Deuces. We may have had two or three texts after that, and that was it. It was a wrap. Because I felt like, like if I call you and I say, well, this is happening and I'm hurting here, or this is happening to me, I don't expect you to get on the phone and say, like, people don't celebrate my birthdays like that. Like, mm-hmm. they will call and say happy birthday, mm-hmm. or they will text me and say happy birthday, but like to say, I'm not the one to say I'm celebrating the whole month. I, I That's just not who I am. Mm-hmm. But when, like, Mother's Day come around, I don't call Keith and say, girl, let me tell you what I got for Mother's Day because I know that's a sore spot. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I don't, I call Keith and wish I had Mother's Day and I try my hardest to make her feel so much affection on that day because yeah. she's talked to me about Mother's Day. So I'm not calling the rug nothing in her face. But That's next year, next year, we will right. not. No, I know that too. We will not be in that space next year. Right. But that's, I mean, like, if you call me and tell me Valentine's Day, your spouse don't do anything for you for Valentine's Day, it hurt. I'll be over here like, how can I get a Valentine's Day card to her? Like, I'm that person. I'm that Mm -hmm. fix-it person Mm -hmm. without trying to fix it. (laughs) But I'm that one, like. I'm the same way. Let me see, what can I do to make them smile or feel important? That's who I am. Because I've heard you say, this bothers me. Yes, yes. Because I remember those days when my dad called me and told me happy birthday, and it was my sister's birthday. Wrong person. Oh, Lord Jesus. Yikes. Today is my sister's birthday. Wow. No, it's not. It's yours. And I'm like, no. I think I know my birthday by now, Dad. I'm 20. <laughs> This is not my birthday. This is my sister's birthday. Nope. Wow. My mom shows up on my birthday and says, where's your cake so I can get a slice? Did you bring a birthday card? Right. Did you bring a cake? Right. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I I know what it feels like to not have days that should be, that you think are important, valued. So, I've always been that one. Let me see what I can do for this person because it's their day. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just a simple text, mm-hmm. I try to make you feel. Because my kids didn't understand for a long time why it was so important for me to have a birthday cake for them. Mm-hmm. It's like, Mama, we didn't have to get a cake. I didn't want a cake. And I would scrape up. I would be dumping change at the change machines because I wanted them to have a cake. Mm-hmm. Or I would bake a cake. Because to me, just having a cake that you know, my mom thought about me today. Yes. And then when I started going through therapy and I explained all of that, they was like, oh, oh, okay, we get it now. Yes, 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 yes. 
So that's that's a, that's that's still that's beautiful, and the fact that you have taken that time. So you know, I have noticed it, and thank you so much for thinking of me during those times, because it was rough. Ooh, Jesus, it was rough, but I but I guarantee you, by the grace of God, Mother's Day 2023 will not be like any other, because this girl is gonna celebrate herself if no one else does. That's right. That's what you do. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. We'll save the details for another podcast. But listen here. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, that concludes our episode on resiliency is your superpower. We have had to bounce back from some things, y'all. And I'm sure y'all have too. So I hope that this has been inspirational. And I hope that it helps to bring about a change for you in the right direction. Until next time, rock your girl power. Stand in your power. Pursue your passion and define your purpose. And as always, keep it pretty in pink.